Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. We've got brothers joining us this week on Mox on the Mic. This is one we've been planning for a while now. Dom and A.J. Caldwell have both made their mark on Chattanooga athletics. A.J. in basketball and Dom in football. The two brothers hail from Florida and they took a roundabout path to get to Chattanooga. After his playing career finished, Dom Caldwell has taken on a role as a graduate assistant with Mox Football. And here's our conversation with Dominic Caldwell. Tell me a little bit about your your path. How did you end up in Chattanooga? So it's a little different than a couple kids. Um, So I started up in uh, FIU, Florida International, which is down in Miami. Um, I'm originally from Florida, from Sarasota, so it was just an easy drive across the coast. Um, played there for a year, um, ended up coaching halfway through the year, and then after that, uh, I was able to continue my sports deal up in uh, Chattanooga. I transferred up here and been here for the past five years, I think it is. So, who got here first? You or AJ? So I was up here first. Um, so it was funny because literally the same situation happened to him. So uh, his coach got fired as well over in South Alabama, and then he ended up uh, being able to continue over here as well. Uh, just completely out of the blue, uh, Coach Paris calls him and said that they wanted him to come play up in uh, Tennessee. And he's like, well, my brother's already there. And he's like, oh, really? So it ended up working out. My parents <laughs> love it because they only got to go to – one state have they been able to get up here a lot to watch you guys yeah so my parents are probably our biggest supporters uh they come to every home basketball game that they have and uh almost every home football game now when i was playing they came to everyone and now that i'm a coach they still come which is crazy but they come to our most let's talk about uh let's talk about coaching now you come from a Look, that's there's there's some um, that that must be in the blood, right? I mean, your uncle was a, a GM in the National Football League for a for a long time. So, uh, was that always the goal for you? Did you want to go into coaching at some point? Um, no. So it's it's kind of funny. So when I was playing, I always told myself that I was never going to be a coach. Like I couldn't do any all this stuff. And then, uh, so my my uncle started as a scout. And that's always what I wanted to do. Um, still not against doing that, but it's kind of funny because my dad always pushed getting as much education as he could. Um, and to be able to get a master's degree paid for is, is a rare occurrence and one that I thought I, I should be able to take. And now that I'm in it, I'm all for coaching. I love coaching, love being around the kids and getting connections as much as I can. So. Tell us about the life of an offensive quality control assistant. What what exactly are your duties? What do you do? Um, so as a grad assistant, uh, basically what I do is I kind of describe it as making the coach's life as easy as possible. Um, so whatever they need done um, to make their job easier is what I do. Um, I help out mostly with the quarterbacks. Me and uh, Coach Pisa, we hang out a lot hanging out with quarterbacks. Um, I'm starting to help out with the O-line more with our new O-line coach, Coach uh, Tommy Galt. Really good guy. Um, 
I'm basically, I'm just helping out as much as I can. I do a lot of film breakdown, um, making sure all the meetings are set up. Uh, and of course, if Coach Wright needs something, we're always there for him. So, did you play basketball growing up? Yes, sir. So I played basketball mostly my whole life. So I didn't start playing football until my freshman year of high school. Um, I played basketball ever since I could walk. Me and my brother were always playing basketball when we were three. We always had a hoop in our swimming pool, actually. We would have a little dunk contest. So it was pretty fun. But, um, yeah, so I started playing basketball real, real young, and I played all the way up until my senior year of high school. When did when did you know? Hey, this is my future. Is is not basketball, but my future is going to be with football. So um, I made that decision really my uh, my junior year of high school. Um, so that was I still played basketball, but my main focus I would always train in football as much as I could, and even during basketball season we'd go out on the weekends and throw. Um, and that's just the decision that I made, and uh, this is how it came about so now a, a game of horse in, in the in the driveway at home uh you and aj who wins i could beat him in horse uh believe it or not because he's 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 real good just like the basic uh game shots but when it gets a little magician stuff that's where i come in and <laughs> uh, i get i get his i get his letters Look, it must have been cool to have an uncle that's an NFL scout when you were growing up and then a guy that became a, a general manager. I would assume that kind of opened a lot of doors to a lot of experiences that a lot of kids probably don't get. What was the coolest part of it? No, so it is really cool. Um, it's very different than uh, – you're almost spoiled in the fact of when you're going to like an NFL game. Uh, so especially when he's a general manager, he has his own box. So we get to sit up in the box and watch on the game. And you have uh, people bringing your food and stuff. And it's a completely different environment. Um, one of the coolest memories that I have is probably going to the Super Bowl um, when he was with the Colts. So the Colts played the Bears and we were able to go to the Super Bowl. Um, it was down in Miami and it was pouring rain the whole time. And it was the, um, the Super Bowl that Prince was a halftime show. And he's was one of the greatest of all time. And just being able to do that is so rare. Um, and having the opportunity when I was so young to be able to do that is just, just crazy. And just those, um, just those like uh, experiences are some that I won't forget. And I also don't take granted for, and, um, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I would imagine. Did, did did you offer up uh, suggestions or, or critiques? Did you ever say, why did you draft that guy? So I didn't. Uh, so my, my dad is the oldest brother of the four kids that are in that family. And uh, I always give him a hard time because he's always sending them texts and he's always calling them in the middle of the draft and saying that he should do this and he should do that. My dad's kind of, <laughs> he feels like he's a father figure to him and I'm sure he appreciates that, but not not during the middle of the game when he's asking him why the offensive coordinator is doing this and that. So, <laughs> uh, was it always or was it ever the idea for you and your brother to end up at the same school, or was it just this is kind of how it happened? No, so uh, so you know, growing up, if you ever uh, when you have two kids, there's always one that stays close to home, and then there's always one that the parents are like, oh, he's going to go far away. He's willing to travel 
Um, I was always a kid who's gonna be willing to stay close to home because I always I love home. Sarasota is my home, and it's where I love to be. I love being on the water and everything. And my brother's uh, loves the cold, and Florida's not a good place for that. So um, he was always a kid who was gonna go out and travel and do all that, and I was gonna be a, close to home. And it just ended up being the lucky coincidence, which is really really rare that we ended up at the same school. So. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I think a lot of us are excited about uh, Chattanooga football this fall and, and what it could be. Um, you guys are getting ready to, I guess, fall camp is going to open pretty soon here. You've been, I, I want to talk about the two position groups you mentioned earlier. Let's talk quarterback and, and let's talk offensive line for a second. Um, okay. You got some guys there at, at, at quarterback. That quarterback room is kind of filled out a little bit with Robert Riddle coming over um this yes, um this off season T talk about that group and and what are you seeing from them right now so um we just we had to get the quarterback room is a rare spot um and being in it in my whole life it's the room we have now is different than i've ever seen before um right now we have three quarterbacks who could easily start at any other team in this socon and it's it's crazy to hear but it's how it is. We have Dre and Arnold, Cole Copeland, and uh, Robert Riddle all played and started in SoCal games. And we have two younger guys, uh, Landon Allen and Ty Gossett, who are coming along really well. Um, the addition of Robert is is a great thing, and it's it's not so much uh, a great thing for like our team. Uh, it is a great thing for our team, but it's also just bringing up the competition in that room and seeing how these other guys will react and rise to that competition is going to be something that I'm just can't wait to see. You talk about those young guys that are in that room now. What what kind of advice do you give them about as somebody who made that transition from the high school game to the college game? What kind of advice do you give those guys? Yeah, so I, I try to help out the young guys as much as I can. And that's really my role as a GA is to help out the guys who won't don't get the uh, full attention of like a starter per se. Um, I'm more there to try to get them caught up because the speed difference from high school to college is so, it's so different. Um, the players that you see in high school, you don't have a 300 pound lineman who's faster than you. And it's, it's crazy to see, but it's a little scary when you're getting chased down and he's beating you in a race. So um, the biggest thing is uh, just staying calm, uh, learning the offense, Knowing your playbook is my biggest thing. If you don't know what you're doing on the field, you're going to panic. But if you know where guys are supposed to be and if you're able to coach them as much as uh, we can coach you, it's it's a huge difference. So I always tell our young quarterbacks to be a coach on the field. Um, if you end up on scout team, uh, run that scout team. Be that scout team coach and help out those defensive guys as much as you can because at the end of the day, as a GA now especially, I know that – I need as much help from the players as I do the coaches. Um, those guys, if they cooperate and they get the looks that we need, then we're going to, we're, we should easily win on uh, Saturday. And that's just the biggest part throughout the week is getting those guys, keeping their, uh, keeping their motivation up is a big thing. All of that is huge. Those, those three guys, uh, the three older guys now, 
three guys that I guess you, do you feel like maybe you have a little bit in common with them? All three of those guys have had a unique path to where they are. They, they have all transferred at some point in time during their career. Do you feel like you got, maybe you got a little kinship with them because a guy like Drake Arnold coming from old dominion or Robert, who's obviously from Chattanooga, but coming up from Stanford and then, uh, or from, uh, from Mercer rather. And then you've yes, got, sir. uh, you know, Cole who was here and left and now he's back again. You, you feel like maybe you can connect with those guys because you've been through that, some of that same thing. Absolutely. Um, so I'm in a weird spot where very, not very often do you find a GA who also played at the same school. They usually venture off. Um, so I played here. Um, I love Chattanooga. It's it's my, basically my second home is what I call it. I'm there most of the year. Um, but when Cole, I got to know real, real well when we were playing because we ended up in that situation where Nick and Tro uh, both got hurt in the same season. It was just us two there in that quarterback room, and it's, it's tough, um, especially for young guys, a freshman – which he was, and a really a redshirt freshman, who I was, and it's uh, so I got to know him real well. Um, and any advice that I can offer him, I'm willing, and he knows that he can text me, call me whenever. And same as same with Drayton and Robert as well. Um, I'm always there to give them as much advice as I can, and I think that just says something about Chattanooga. Um, honestly, is all these kids are transferring here and. The amount of kids that we uh, that we have that are wanting to transfer is just it's unreal compared to other schools, and I think that's just a compliment to Chattanooga and also Coach Wright and just how he's running the program. He's just doing a great job, and also this everybody involved in the program is just helping out as much as they can and being there for all these kids. Take us back to that season. You you mentioned it before. Nick Tiano and Alejandro Benefield they both get hurt. It ends up being Cole and you. Uh, two guys there at quarterback. And if, am I not, uh, what was, was it when Alejandro got hurt or Tiano got hurt and you kind of got thrown into the fire during the middle of a game? Is that, take us back to that. Well, I know there's a story there. What is it? Yeah. So it was, it was a crazy story. Uh, so it was, uh, Alejandro's first game back, um, from his little suspension that he had and he, he got back and he took all the reps that week and he was plenty prepared for the game and something as little as a missed call took him out of the game. And, um, so Nick came in, uh, Nick was doing, he was doing pretty good. Uh, he didn't get a ton of reps that week and he, uh, he felt like he was prepared enough to play and he was doing a good job and it was just a freak accident. Uh, two hits in a row that got his, uh, that got his shoulder and collarbone area. Um, so we knew from the whole time that Cole was ahead of me in that chart. Um, but what we didn't know, or me and Cole, is that uh, they didn't want to use his red shirt year if they didn't have to. Um, so you know, being in the third quarter and it wasn't a very close game, uh, Coach Arthur came over and was like, hey, uh, go grab your helmet. And it was almost a freak. I, I basically freaked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the clipboard ran and grabbed my helmet um, and just played as much uh, played as well as I could for uh, time being and then the next week was more of a competition week and, uh, and Cole beat me out to be honest with you he's a very good player um, he's more game ready than I was absolutely and uh, obviously for the rest of that season he started 
played really well, and I'm just grateful for the time that I got in the game, honestly, because it's rare that you're able to throw a touchdown in a game in a Division One college football game. So it's just a cool experience that I'll always remember, and I'm grateful for the opportunity as much as I could. So let's talk about this offensive line now for a second. I, I love this group. I mean, this is this is a bunch of guys that have been around. Uh, I think they got a mean, nasty streak in them, and and I, that's what you want to see out of a out of an offensive line. Uh, as a GA, I would imagine there's, you know, I don't know how much do you guys really have to get involved with that group because they have played not only have they played a ton of football, they've played a ton of football together. Right. Um, it is very rare. It is really rare that you find a group that has played so much together as they have. Um, and it's kind of funny that you say that because honestly, they played uh, a whole spring season really without an official O line coach. We had Coach uh, Spradling and Coach Hughesman, who are great coaches, and they figured it out as much as they could. But um, having a main O line guy is, is huge. And just having, so we always talked about it and being able, your eyes are trained to coach the position that you have. Um, and an O line is a very separate position because you got to watch five guys at the same time, and it's very difficult. So we had we had three coaches watching an offensive line, and um, it's it was really really helpful to us because they kind of took on that coaching role, and especially now they still do. So as a GA, um, I know all those guys really well. I played with them. They know I don't know how to play O line, <laughs> um, but they also know that the guy we have in there now, Coach Galt, is probably one of the best in the country at coaching O-line and um, whatever he tells me, I just basically reciprocate to them and they know that it's coming from them. And um, even when I'm coaching them and even when coach God's coaching them, they always grab a young guy in the back and trying to help him as much as they can with this technique that they've learned over time. And I mean, if a practice setting or a game setting is completely different and having as much game experience as they do, it's, it's crazy to see. And it's extremely helpful for our team and, the leadership that we have in just in those five and even six, because I often include the little tight ends in there too. And uh, Chris James with his seventh year and Harrison Moon with his seventh year. It's There's a lot of football that's been played. And we have Cole Strange, McClendon, Colin Truitt, all these guys. They played so much football and even Kyle Miskelly. And we also have a transfer, uh, Blake Mitchell, who's played a lot of football. And just the amount of football IQ in that room is unlike anything in the country, to be honest with you. It's insane. As a GA, that's got to be great, right? I mean, your position is quarterback, so you get a chance to work with those guys. But it's there's there's got to be, I would imagine, a little bit of a learning curve going to work with the offensive linemen. But at the same time, that's part of what's making you uh, the coach you're going to be in the future, right? Getting a chance to work with a, a a group like this offensive line. Absolutely, I'm I'm forever grateful for Coach Pizzo and just allowing me to be able to kind of flip-flop back and forth to these positions because I get to learn as much as I can. And that's your job as a GA, basically, when you're getting in there is to learn as much as you can and also uh, make as many relationships as you can. And all these coaches are so helpful. We got Coach Mims and Coach Spratt who know a ton of people, Coach Wright, Coach Pizzo, they all do as well. Um, yeah, learning as much as I can for every position is basically my goal and um, – having bringing in these qualified guys like coach Tommy and all of these guys, it's just, it's crazy. And just the amount of knowledge that's in that offensive room. And as well as that defensive room is just, it's crazy to me. 
So clearly coaching is going to be in your future. What's next for you? Have you, have you given thought what's, what, what, uh, what your next step will be in this journey? Yeah. So college football is kind of weird. Um, you don't really know your next step until, until you take it. So, um, I still have until April with my grad assistant, um, going to finish my master's, get it, get it paid for. Uh, and then after that, you just kind of take that step and see where it goes. Um, Right now, I'm just focused on this upcoming season. Uh, we got our freshmen in now, so it's a good time. They're getting they're getting a coach. Uh, they're getting a piece of Coach Bassetti over there, and and Jerry's world is what we call it over in the strength room. And um, he's he's such a such a figure to them that it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So there's you've got. Uh, I think we're all excited about uh, where Mox football is is going to be headed this fall. I think a lot of the national stuff that I'm seeing, I think they're sleeping on you guys. Frankly, I know people were excited that you guys were in the top twenty, and I'm mad that you weren't top ten because I think this is a. I, I don't think there's uh, nine teams in the country right now better than than Chattanooga football. Then, absolutely. Look, yeah, go ahead. No, your look, your brother and them, those guys in basketball. Now, I think they're going to be pretty good too. So this is uh, this set up to be a, a good year for the Caldwell family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so on the football instance, we love we love to hear it. We love when when people and uh, kind of underestimate us for say, and we're just going to go out and play to our ability. Um, Coach Wright does a great job at not worrying about any of the ranking things and stuff and we tell those guys obviously they see it um they see our business through social media so it's kind of crazy we all see it um, it's good to see and uh we're just going to go out and play and we're going to see where it happens at the end so as well as uh, as far as basketball goes you know um we see all over social media we got uh dave jean baptiste and uh malachi back and it's going to be we also have my brother we got a, they got a couple transfers um, they're going to be a really, really good team and definitely one that's going to be, that's going to make an impact. Um, and I'm just excited to see where it plans out. I think coach Paris is doing an amazing job over there with them as well as their assistants. Um, we play basketball with them on, to get our conditioning in. So we don't get real big and fat, like all like coaches like to happen to do. Um, so we play basketball with them at lunch and it's good to hear their side of it as well. Um, just kind of, as a coach, you, you, you have some experiences that are very different and just hearing other coaches talk about the same experiences to other sports too. It's, it's good to hear cause you don't feel alone as much. Um, but yeah, they're, they're great guys up there. Um, they're going to do a really, really good job. And as far as football, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a good time. Dom, that season opener's uh, coming up quick, man. It will be here soon as uh, Austin P visits on September the 2nd. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the sidelines. But uh, thanks for giving us a little bit of time. Absolutely. A.J. Caldwell is a sharpshooter forever remembered as the guy that stuck the dagger in ETSU. That makes him a favorite of us here on Mox on the Mic. He's hit a lot of big shots in his time at UTC, and A.J. Caldwell joins us now on Mox on the Mic. So, A.J., uh, Dom tells us that uh, he could beat you at horse. He said that uh, he said that you 
Uh, you are great with like the game shots, but he said all the trick shot stuff that, that he could do better than you. Can, can you, you agree? Um, I don't necessarily, but I mean, I think it's a toss up anytime we do that. I, I get where he's coming from. Um, the game stuff for sure. That's all me, but he might throw a couple in and get lucky a few times. So I, I'll give it to him. He can have the horse game. I'll take the rest of it. Now, did you play football growing up? Um, just like flag and like junior football. Nothing up until like seventh, eighth grade. After that, I stick to mostly basketball. So I left so the football by him. You figured it out pretty early on, though, that, that basketball was your game, huh? I did. And well, in Florida, it's so hot that out there with all those pads, I gave it up pretty quick. <laughs> so when did you know that? Hey, I can I can do this. Uh, I could this could pay for my education. When did you realize that? I think somewhere around seventh eighth grade. I kind of realized it. It was kind of um, I figured out that I had like a special ability, just like shooting the ball. That was kind of my thing back then, and I realized that I had um, some skills that translated to uh, a higher level of things. So just really kind of focused on those things. And it came to me that I, I had a, a future in basketball. So I really worked hard at it. And I had talked to my parents about it. Like, I, this is what I want to do at the next level. And so uh, I just kind of put my all into it. And luckily it's worked out for me. When Coach Paris uh, first approached you about uh, about coming to Chattanooga, mm -hmm. did did you realize that he was calling from the same school your brother was at? Uh, it didn't really click to me until like a, a few mentions of the phone call and then kind of put the pieces together. But um, I didn't know much about Coach Purse at the time, but then doing my research about it and doing my research on Chattanooga, it, it seemed like a really perfect fit. And then my brother being here was just the added bonus, the cherry on top. So it was really a no-brainer. Was, was there ever the idea for you guys that, hey, well, even though you're going to play different sports, was there ever the idea that, hey, we'll go to the same school? Uh, never really, uh, up until it happened, I never really uh, thought too much about it. I think um, he kind of did his own thing and went to – he started out in Miami and then he ended up here in Chattanooga and then I did my own thing and ended up in Alabama to start. But then, like, it's once I decided that it wasn't going to work out and then he was here, it kind of clicked that, like, this is really a possibility and – this could actually happen. And I talked to him about it and he was all for it. And once we kind of figured that out, it was, uh, it was a really good thing for both of us. I think. Yeah. We talked to him a little bit about what it's meant for your family, for your mom and dad to have both of you guys here. What has it meant for you, um, to, to be here and, and to be able to have these years around your brother? I think just mentally and emotionally, it's a really, it's a big boost. I think, uh, especially last year during COVID, it was kind of a struggle for everybody. There wasn't much going on. You couldn't really leave the house. You were just, it felt like I was just going from basketball to home, basketball to home. And I think it would have been a really difficult year if it was just me here, or if I was just with my teammates all the time, but really having my brother here, it was a really big boost just seeing a new face or just being able to do stuff with him, whether it be play video games or have dinner together and that type of thing. So um, just him being around and seeing a familiar, happy face, it's just, a, it's a big boost to, every year, but every day and all the time we spend together. He's going into coaching. What kind of a coach do you think he'll make? Um, 
I think he'll be a good one. I think he he's loud. He's energetic. He does his own thing. He's not afraid to tell people what's on his mind. I think that's the biggest thing with Dominic is a lot of times you don't think he has a filter. And so he'll just see this diary of the mouth sometimes to see whatever's on his mind. And I guess that could be a bad thing, but in coaching, I think a lot of times that's a good thing. So, yeah, we talked. We talked with him a little bit about the hype around getting this football season going. I want to talk with you a little bit about the hype of getting this basketball season going. How excited are you guys to get back out on the floor together? I think I'm really excited. I think last season kind of had a sour taste left in our mouths after the, the incident with the COVID during, later in the year. I think we had high expectations, but I think this year we have even higher expectations. I know the news broke yesterday about David and Malachi coming back and I think we have a lot of good guys coming in and a lot of the same group back. I think we can uh, really make some noise. I, I know we'll uh, have high expectations for ourselves and I think uh, the fans will too. So it's, it's really exciting time and it uh, can't come soon enough. I don't think. So the, the word for me, when you say AJ Caldwell is clutch, uh, there have been some, some clutch baskets that you have made during your time here. Where, do, where does that come from? Uh, I like to, Tell you it was a clutch gene, and my all my family has it. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't know if Thalmic has that in him, but I think it's just being prepared, being ready. Um, I think if you're ready for the moment, anything that happens during that time, you'll, you'll be ready for it, and you'll be able to do uh, it to the best of your ability. And I think I've just been ready and prepared, and all the work I've done leading up to it, uh, just the moments that happen and the, the times that I've been able to be clutch, it's just it's come easy to me. Yeah, you do, you don't get more clutch than, than nailing a shot to beat ETSU. I mean, that will forever. That's that's look that you know that's going to be hard pressed for you to ever top here. I mean, and I I know you understand that because yeah. take us back to that moment. Right. Uh, can can you relive that again and, and walk us through how that happened? Uh, yeah, we uh, we played a really good game. We were up, I think, all of the game up until the last minute, and it was kind of. A shock to everybody when they took the lead there with the three and like 10 seconds left. It was kind of like, we can't lose this game. We, we played so well. We won in the entire game and it just felt like we had to, we had to win. And fortunately Malachi made a great play and the ball came to me and I just knew I was ready to take the shot. And as soon as I left my hands, I knew it was going in. I knew that uh, the moment and I was ready for it. And um, gratefully the shot at the bottom of the net. And all of my teammates came and hugged me, and I kind of blacked out there for a second. I don't know what really happened, but uh, it was a great moment. And after seeing all the posts and the reactions and the texts and everything, it was you realize how big of a deal it is to beat ETSU, and to do it in that fashion was awesome. You guys have been really close the last two years. Um, and this has been good basketball teams that you've been a part of. Do you feel like is this the year you guys can can get over that that hump? Yeah, I mean, I like to think so, and I think a lot of the guys in the locker room think the same thing. Along with the coaches, I think the past two years we we think we were some of the one of the better teams in the SoCon leading up to the tournament, and we had all the pieces and some a couple of things just didn't go our way. But if you look at our team from top to bottom, starting with Coach Paris and all the way down to the the new guys and some of the other guys that we're bringing in, I think. We have all the pieces. We have all the, the skills and the team, and we just got to put it together on the court, and I think we're ready to do that. Um, I think we're really mature as a team, and we we build great relationships together. I think um, the expectations are there. We just got to put it on the floor now. So what are you guys able to do right now? Um, I think we get, like, I don't know how many of the exact number of hours a week, but we've been 
uh, lift in an hour a day and we've been running uh, every other day it seems like and then I think we get two or three hours in the court with the coaches so we really just started to build the foundation kind of what coach Paris wants us to do we've been playing getting to know each other uh, the new guys on the team and just kind of building that chemistry that you need earlier in the year and so we're trying to get ready for what we can actually start to go to practice and that type of thing is there a new guy or two that stood out to you um, I think all the new guys really stood out to me. I didn't know much about any of them. I, there's a couple of guys from Florida who I kind of reached out to earlier in the year that uh, I saw committed and like I might have known from the past, but just everybody's really come in with a good, great attitude and a great work ethic. I think um, just some connections you didn't really realize you had uh, getting to talk to some of those guys. has been cool. How many shots do you get up during the day this time of year? I mean, is that, is that something you think about? Like I got to get, yeah, I got to get 250 shots up. I got to get 100 shots up. I got what? Is there a number for AJ Caldwell? Yeah, I think um, during this time of the year, you have so much free time that you try to. For me, I try to make 300 a day. So w- whatever that looks like, whether it be with a coach, with a rebounder, like we have a machine in the practice facility where I get in and shoot. So if I can make 300 shots a day, just to try to get that consistency built up, and so that when the game time comes and I get one of those open looks and in clutch time, I can make it. So, so I in, try to make 300 a day, however long that takes me. Uh, is there anybody growing up, did you model your game after anybody? Like, I want to be like this guy? I think uh, early my eyes really went to Ray Allen just because of his shooting ability, and I, I related to that a little bit. But then growing up, I saw Clay Thompson and his ability to play both offense and defense. And be the one of the premier guys on both ends of the floor. I know he's known as a three and D guy. That's kind of my thing. I really want to be able to help the team both offensively, be able to shoot the ball and then do some other things and then be able to play really good defense. I think I know Coach Paris loves that and I know that's a really big boost to any team. So Clay Thompson right now is the guy I kind of look after right now. Is there a part of your game you're working on the most right now? Like where do you feel like you need to improve the most? Uh, I think just getting more well-rounded offensively is a really big thing. I'm still working on shooting the ball always, just kind of building that strength up. But also, like, if I can get to the rim a little bit more, if I can get in the paint, dish it out to some other guys, I think um, just building that more well-rounded offensive game can really help the team out. I've always been impressed with your ability to rebound. Like, and it's it's one of those things where you don't really realize it, and then at the end of the night, you look at the stat sheet, and AJ finished with – five or six rebounds. Uh, and, and a lot of times those have been critical rebounds, especially on the defensive end. Just a little bit about your mindset there. Uh, a, a guy who, and look, you're not small by any stretch at six, five, but you're not afraid to get in there and mix it up with those guys that are six, eight, six, nine. No, I think, um, a lot of that comes from those big guys boxing out down there. And I'm just able to kind of come in and clean it up, but I go pretty much every time to the boards and I think that pays off a lot of times. If you just go in there and you try to help the team rebound, a lot of times the ball either come to you or be able to get a hand on it and it might get tipped to you. So I know that's a big thing for every team rebounding. And uh, I've just always been anything I can do to help the team I want to do. And for that, my ability, my size obviously helps me rebound a little bit. But just being in there, I think uh, grinding with those guys, you get, you get the ball a lot of times. Have you given any thought to what's next? for you once you're finished in Chattanooga? Uh, yeah, that time's kind of coming uh, next couple of years, I think. Um, 
I think I want to stay in basketball one way or the other. I want to play as long as I can. And if I get the opportunity to play at the next level, whether that be overseas or whatever that looks like, I want to play as long as I can. But then I want to stay in basketball some way or the other. I've, I've given, given some thought into coaching. I know I have a lot of knowledge with the basketball up there. So whether that be here or somewhere else, I want to stay in the college level and maybe get into some coaching and that type of thing. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. And that may change over the next couple of years, but that's the general plan. AJ, looking forward to it. Thanks for the time. Can't wait for basketball season to get here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks to Dom and AJ for being with us this week. Thanks to you for joining us as well. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth, inviting you to join us again next time for Mox on the Mic. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.